Can you keep rolling with Derrick Henry in fantasy for week 13? And what do you do with the Lions backs in terms of what they're going to do this week? And do we think Brock Purdy and Russell Wilson will rebound? Here's looking at the running back and quarterback rankings for week 13 as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Matjuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we missed you on yesterday's show, so I'm glad you're better and you're back here. But uh, we did go through the waiver wire, and we're going to see where those guys kind of fall in. When we look at our running back quarterback rankings, we'll have our wide receivers and tight ends tomorrow. So maybe we'll be extending and playing some of these guys you just picked up, and we'll see where they end up here for you. Uh, And uh, that's uh, how it's going to happen here with six teams on a buy. We'll dive into it in a moment. First, I have to tell you this episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Check it out. We'll have our Price Picks picks of the week there at the end. So check it out. You can uh, really go dive in. If you use the promo code LockdownNFL, you'll go get a way to uh, get your first deposit matchup for $100. So check it out. Price Picks. We'll have our Price Picks picks of the week here again on Friday. So uh, don't miss that show. All right. Don't miss. What we're about to say here about the running backs, either, Michelle. And uh, look, let's dive right in. Derrick Henry, I trust him last week. He wasn't all that impressive against the Panthers, but he got the two touchdowns. He ended up with more than 70 yards rushing. The question is, do you go back to that well this week against the Colts? Yeah, I think you do. So, A, we we always talk about if it's going to be a close game between the Titans, whoever they're playing, that's when Derrick Henry has good games, right? If it's going to be a blowout, then you don't want any piece of him. But the Colts are allowing the fifth most rushing touchdowns this season. So, yes, definitely Derrick Henry depends on those touchdowns. But he has a good chance to score them this week. And it's a home game. His home road splits are drastic as well. 20 points uh, average at home. 8.7 on the road, but also like he's a lot more efficient at home too. 4.8 yards per carry compared to 3.4 on the road. And he has five rushing touchdowns at home compared to just one on the road. So I, I like this matchup for him. We both have him ranked inside the top four running back. I haven't met running back three. You haven't met running back four. So I think he's a great play this week. Yeah. And he's still getting the volume. I mean, Ty J Spears is just not getting a chance to buy a touch here. It's really hard for him to get on the field, especially if the game is somewhat even or they're winning, like you said. So Spears, again, those negative game scripts haven't happened, and they don't really throw to the running backs at all. So it's really bizarre. But, again, we're going to have to wait for Spears next year when they possibly don't sign Derrick Henry. Now let's look at Ramondre Stevenson. This is a guy that I really liked last week. He came through big time, even though the entire Patriots offense stunk there for the most part. He was a bright spot. He was running all over the Giants. He looked great after a bye. He's also getting the majority of the key touches, right? He's working the passing game. Ezekiel Elliott is not really doing all that much, getting a handful of carries. So I think they're kind of pushing him to get into shape 
early in the season and he saw Zeke Elliott getting some touches. He said, oh, I better get in shape and uh, get going here. The Chargers, they're the matchup this week. Now, typically, they've been better against the run this year, but that's not really what they want to do defensively. They kind of want you to kind of throw on them a little bit. And now they don't have Joey Bosa. I think this was a big loss for their pass rush, but it was also – Pretty significant loss for the run defense that's really not good on the outside. We saw that with Keaton Mitchell. That's why we liked him last week. So I think it's another great spot for Stevenson at home. Again, Bailey Zappi, I know it's not great if he starts a quarterback, but it's still maybe a legitimate guy back there. Yeah, I have him ranked a, a bit lower than you, but it's still a great play. I mean, if you can find a running back that's getting 20 and 21 carries over his last two games, like you got to play that guy. I It is not the best of matchup for actual like rushers, but they're giving up a ton of receiving yards to running backs. We do know they like to target Stevenson. Now, I've never seen some uh, a running back more inefficient as a receiver in my life than Stevenson this season. But he had 21 carries, five targets, five receptions, nine receiving yards last week. But it's going to come down to that touchdown if he's running back 10 or running back 17, or I have him. He finished his running back 10 last week with that kind of workload. It was a really good game. Uh, it, he's a good play this week, right? Just a little bit difference there with projections. We also are a little bit different on the Lions running backs. Now, we've been on the same path there where you were very excited to play them every week, both of them. I'm still there, right? I have Jameer Gibbs at running back six, David Montgomery at running back 10 against the Saints this week. You're a little bit lower. You have Gibbs at running back 13, Montgomery at running back 12. So we're pretty even there with Montgomery. But Gibbs, we have that difference. Is there a particular reason you're a little bit more scared off of Gibbs this week against the Saints? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm scared off. I just think about the game script when I'm saying, is it a Montgomery game? Is it a Gibbs game? And it doesn't seem to matter at this point if they're both getting the important goal line work, right? It's really hard to gauge who's going to have a bigger game because it comes down to the touchdowns, comes down to what the game is like. And maybe we didn't expect, right, the Packers to be as competitive. They won the game. So that kept Gibbs in it. And then Montgomery there uh, a couple weeks ago had that revenge touchdown to win it against the Bears. So it's uh, week to week here, but again, this is a good problem to have. Like, if you have both of these guys, you're just sitting pretty here because, again, you probably drafted Montgomery as a bit of a handcuff or contingency for Gibbs, and now you're being able to play both week in and week out. And I think the one thing the Lions have to do if they actually want to win games, <laughs> go back to winning games, is they got to run these guys. I mean, they get a little too cute with Jared Goff throwing all over the field. Just pound away at these teams, right? The Saints are pretty weak now against the run. We saw what Bijan did against them, so maybe you're thinking about that with Gibbs, and Bijan has to do what Gibbs does and vice versa. So maybe there's that into play. But I love both of them this week. And look, they're always, I think, right now, going to be borderline RB1s. Yeah, Montgomery scored a touchdown in all but one game played this season. So Montgomery is a good bet for a touchdown this week. And Gibbs, he he's just too electric. So love them both as well. Now I'm wearing my Zach Moss sweatshirt today because we go. heard news about Jonathan Taylor. He has to have uh, surgery on his thumb and he will be out maybe possibly two to three weeks. We'll keep an eye on that, but he's definitely going to be out this week, right? So is Zach Moss a top 10 running back this week with Jonathan Taylor out? They will face the Titans, and uh, we saw Zach Moss go absolutely berserk against the Titans earlier this year in week five when he uh, 
went off for 165 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and 30 receiving yards for the nearly 34 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, the one thing shows is that you plucked my rankings when I had Jonathan Taylor before I all this news came down about his thumb, and I kind of get an early start in the rankings. I have him number eight. I've adapted that now to say Jonathan Taylor or – Zach Moss. So once I found in the news, and now it's 100% Zach Moss. It's not either or. I think it's he's a plug-and-play guy. I mean, he just dominated the first matchup against the Titans. We were down on him in the first one because the Titans' run defense at the time was impenetrable. Now that was all thrown out the window. It's been thrown out the window for multiple weeks now. And you look at 195 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns against the Titans the first time. Now, it's going to be a little bit different playing on the road. But if you get half of that, if you get 100 and a touchdown, you're dancing, right, with Zach Moss because we thought he was dead. Like, if you were having him, he didn't really have any complimentary value to Jonathan Taylor. He needed that injury again to take over this backfield. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Moss was plug and play. We've seen the evidence, right? They're just going to pivot to giving him the heavy workload if Jonathan Taylor's not there and then – they're going to phase him out if Jonathan Taylor's back. So, yeah, just roll with it this week and enjoy it. I mean, it's kind of a gift to all the managers that held on to Moss here that didn't have Taylor. Yeah, I think he probably produces the same way Jonathan Taylor would in this matchup. I mean, we saw Moss finish as a top 10 running back in four of the first five weeks of the season with two top five finishes and one running back one overall finish, and that was against these Titans. So if you still have him, he's one of the easiest plays of the week. You get him into your lineup. And then last year for the top running backs that we're talking about, our top 16-ish running backs, I'm higher on Najee Harris than you this week, but, you, I mean, not too far off. I have Najee Harris at running back 16 against the Cardinals. You have him at running back 21. I, I really like both the Najee Harris and Jalen Warren this week. I think you go back to the Jalen Warren. Like, don't be scared off of him just because of a down week last week. It was weird there with the fumble. He didn't get as much usage. He wasn't as productive as we would have thought he would be. But I think he will be in this matchup against the Cardinals, who are allowing a ton of fantasy points to running backs this year, only fewer than the Broncos. And Kyron Williams, we saw what he just did against this Broncos defense last week. So I, I think Harris is a really good play this week. He's been a top 12 running back in four of the last six weeks, which I don't think I realized. He's just been pretty consistent as of late. Yeah, I mean, big difference. The offensive line is playing better. The offense has changed. They have a good rhythm going the way they want to use Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. And then they know where to use them, right? If you need a power back up the middle, you're using Najee Harris. If you need some speed, here's the thing about the Cardinals, Michelle. They're very bad inside or outside. So why I have Jalen Warren ranked maybe just right there, and why I'm a little bit down on Harris is he doesn't get any of the receiving work, right? And you saw last week Kyron Williams did plenty of damage as a pass catcher yeah. as well as a runner. So I think if one of these guys was not there, I would probably rank the starter number one this week that's how good this matchup is they just have to unfortunately split the workload or fortunately because there's going to be a lot to go around here so again this is not quite where we're at with the lions backfield let's not get crazy here but these two guys are viable plays going forward with this type of offense if there's going to have a shot of 400 yards and they're not throwing it around to the wide receivers it's going to be the tight end and the backs you know this is how you look at it so i think these 
two guys, you play them until uh, further notice uh, based on where this offense is going. And I like it. I think this could be not only just a fantasy changing move here for the Steelers. It could be something for their season upside going forward. I think that's how big it is that, and you can even see Kenny Pickett being unlocked this week. So let's see if that materializes as well. So I'm excited and you should be excited too, as a Steelers fan. Yeah. And we'll talk about the running back on the other side of the ball in our next segment. James Conner has a revenge game. Possibly we'll get into those lower NRB RB twos and flex plays in our next segment. But first let's talk about a couple of our sponsors. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Now, if you're anything like me, you you know, you want some white claws or you want some Taco Bell during the game, they got you covered. They got you covered with pretty much anything you can think of. You, you can get restaurant delivery, grocery delivery, flower delivery, and more. So don't forget to use that code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. That's subject to change, change and terms do apply. This episode's also brought to you by Prize Picks. Do you love playing daily fantasy? If so, you should try out Prize Picks if you haven't yet. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real-money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less than your Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands, thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Prize picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. If you listened to Monday's show, you would have won some money on DJ Moore's prize pick projection. And But if you want to get a head start on Thursday night's game, my favorite pick of the Cowboys-Seahawks game is Brandon Cook's more than 40 and a half receiving yards. To place that pick or another pick for this week's slate of games, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit matched up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit matched up to $100. All right, let's hop into these uh, lower tier running backs here let's first start with this James Conner discussion because we just talked about the Steelers running back in the same game here Conner comes back to Pittsburgh this is the first time he's playing his old team since arriving in the going to Arizona it's been really bad for James Conner I mean really really ugly he hasn't finished as a top 30 running back in any of his last five games the Steelers have been much better against the run with Cam Hayward since he's returned from injury can you trust James Conner in this game I can't trust him, no, but I think he will be motivated. Sometimes we look at revenge games and the way they are, they're kind of hokey, right? But I think this one has a little bit of merit because it's not only a return uh, to the Steelers and the field where he played, but, you know, he had an emotional time in college at Pitt and overcoming everything he did to get to this point in the NFL. So I think there's going to be some of that as well. They're going to feel it a little bit with James Conner. 
I think you'll have some people cheering him on, right, that are in the stands uh, to do well on the other side. So that does have a little bit of effect on a player. I'm not saying he's going to go nuts, but is there a good chance if the Cardinals are near the goal line, are they going to give it to him instead of Kyler Murray? Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen at some point in this game. And look, the Cardinals' offense is not totally disastrous like it showed us last week. I mean, it has some capacity here. It's just been hard because – Marquise Brown, we'll see how that works out with uh, Joey Porter Jr., but maybe you'll get more dump-offs to the running back this week and the shorter passes from Kyler Murray. So those things could play out here. So I think he has a good game. I don't think he has a great game. I think maybe it's an RB2 flex borderline game. Let's let's not go nuts with James Conner. Yeah, I think he's completely touchdown dependent, right? If he gets in the end zone, he might be all right. Doesn't have a very high ceiling in this game. But let's get into Devin Singletary, right? Because Damian Pierce comes back last week and he only gets six carries. And we're like, oh, goodness, like, is this how it's going to be? But he was still getting 82% of the offensive snaps. So Devin Singletary was still the main running back there and he's going to be on the field a ton. I think that was just the game plan against a tough Jaguars run defense. Right, because the weeks prior he was getting a ton of carries. We know the Broncos are so incredibly bad against the run. Now Jerome Ford didn't do what we wanted him to do, but he was averaging over seven yards per carry against the Broncos last week. They just stopped running because they're getting killed. We don't expect that the Texans get killed in this game against the Broncos. So I really like Devin Singletary this week. I I, ha- I don't have him ranked super high, but I'm pretty confident in him being a low end RB two this week. Yeah, I mean, you look at this situation, it's also not Dorian Thompson Robinson slash PJ Walker quarterback, right? You have to worry about CJ Stroud throwing downfield to Tank Dell and Nico Collins. So that's going to open up the running game. And that's really what's happened, right? With the, as you've seen the Texans go through the season, now everyone is really afraid of CJ Stroud's arm and stretching the field. So you got to play your safeties back, give up a little bit of room. And that's where you've seen the running game open up, right? I mean, that's kind of what's happened here. I mean, they were not running the ball at all early in the season. Now they have signs of life. Their Singletary is clearly the best fit for this zone blocking scheme. That's why they went out and got him in the offseason. So, again, he'll be fine. This is also going to be probably a more positive or even game script than we saw against the Jaguars. They got into trail mode pretty fast. And Singletary actually came through as a receiver, which was nice to see because that's not necessarily a big part of his game and gave you a few points that way. So I think he'll be fine against the Broncos. But one guy I don't think we believe will be fine in the matchup that Singletary had last week, Joe Mixon. Yeah. We have him ranked, and I don't even want to say we have him ranked really low because he's finished here a ton this year. I have him at running back 24. You have him at running back 25. He should probably be lower than that. I mean, these are some of his finishes this year, 26, 20, 24, 21, 28, 22, 37 last week. He has a couple good games sprinkled in there, but it it hasn't been a good year overall for Joe Mixon. Uh, Jaguars are allowing just 3.6 yards per carry, have allowed just two rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. Like Mixon's highly inefficient as he's always been, but it's even worse now with Jake Browning back there. He's going to have no room to run. This is going to be probably a really ugly game for him. Yeah, I would sit him if you can. I know it's very hard to do that. I mean, the one thing I'll say for Joe Mixon, which two things I did not see coming, that he was going to be completely healthy for all the season and that the Bengals would not like even take a look at some of their younger backs a little bit more, right? I mean, he's getting up there and mileage and all that. And they're just like, oh, we'll trot you out again. I think it's partly now, especially 
they need the pass protection, right? I think that's what Mixon does, although he's been uh, barreled over a few times in some games. I, I think they just like having that veteran presence, right? I think he pumps them up a little bit with his energy, but other than that, that doesn't translate to fantasy points for us, the energy and uh, coming out there in this offense. And now this offense, again, what do we say? C.J. Stroud, you were scared, right, of the passing game. You're not scared of this passing game. So you can compress, stop the run, take away Mixon, and the Jaguars have been lights out against the run. So, look, it's going to be really hard for you to sit him, but if you had Zach Moss sitting there on the bench. Oh, oh yeah, and, easy. Uh, yeah, easy swap here this week. So you got depth, do it and go for it. Uh, and you can start any of the multitude of backs with volume ahead of him this week. Yeah. And then two guys here to just end the running back talk. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, he gets a second start, most likely, right? But against the Cowboys. And last week, in a hard matchup against 49ers, ended as a running back 33 on the week, just 9.8 fantasy points. Would you rather go with him or a guy like Jeff Wilson, who all of a sudden was getting a lot of touches last week? Not a ton of snaps, but anytime he was in the game, 11 carries, he actually outproduced. Zach Charbonnet and fantasy points just by a little bit, but he gets the nicer matchup against the commanders who are definitely getting a little bit weaker against the run as of late. So if you had to go with one is a Zach Charbonnet and you trust the more talented guy or Jeff Wilson in a nicer matchup. I don't know the Seahawks. <laughs> it was really hard to watch that game and you saw all of it probably doing your 49er stuff, but you had to, but I didn't want to see, the Seahawks at all. I mean, it was just not fun to watch them operate offense. I don't know what's happened. Like everything from last year, you think they would be better, right? I, I think some of their offensive line woes have come to fruition here. And then you also have not really a plan, right? Do you really want to work in these three receivers? Are we using the tight ends or not? I don't know what they're doing from week to week. And Charbonnet, I did not like at all against the 49ers. I don't like him at all against the Cowboys either. So, yeah. look, just check with Devin Chan if he's going to play for the Dolphins against the Commanders. I would have a little bit of pause with that, but there's a lot of guys you could look to this week. And, look, just because the guy's a starter and he's going to get, quote, volume, that's not enough, right? You need a little bit more, and it's not like he's the only guy. They worked on some other guys annoyingly like DJ Dallas and all that. And if he's not – getting those 20 touches that we want or they're not staying on the field, he's useless. So at least Jeff Wilson is in a high upside offense that's going to score a lot of points this week. Yeah, I'm with you there. If Devin uh, Achan is out, I would feel better about Jeff yeah. Wilson than a guy like Zach Charbonnet this week. Yeah, we'll see how we kind of look at the quarterbacks this week. A lot of question marks, a lot of big names off this week, including uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson being the top two this week. So it's just hard uh, to navigate through that, but we'll help you with their quarterback rankings in our final segment. Before we do that, we have to hear from another one of our fine sponsors. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's really easy to build out a job there. And it, look, you want to make sure that you're drawing the right people to make your small business thrive. And LinkedIn Jobs is going to give you the tools to do that easily. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals and makes it 
The best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified and quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's right, just one day. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are, are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free, linkedin.com slash LockedOnFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, we'll take a look at our quarterback rankings here in a moment, but I do have a reminder for you for programming on the network. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Michelle, we will end the show here looking at our quarterback rankings. And what stood out as part of this is uh, Brock Purdy. We both have him as a top four QB. He gets the ultimate matchup against the Eagles. He's the next guy that's going to have a big back and forth affair here with uh, Jalen Hurts. I love Brock Purdy this week. It was rough, right? He didn't have to do a lot against the Seahawks. He's going to pick six. We got a little bit lucky that he had that late touchdown to Brock Purdy to put the game away or to uh, Brandon Ayuk to put the game away when he probably shouldn't have thrown the ball, but that's the way it is. This week, he's going to have to throw the ball. Brandon Ayuk has a great matchup. Debo Samuel has a great matchup. George Kittle has a great matchup. Is there any way Brock Purdy lets us down on the road in Philadelphia where there might be a little weather again this week? Oh my goodness. I know like we should have had three amazing. I mean, the Eagles bills game was amazing, but the week prior was the chiefs like these weather games. Can we just have a nice weather game between two fun teams, please? That would be great. But yeah, I think Brock Purdy is fantastic in this matchup. You, you put it up really nicely there. The Eagles allowing the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. They're a decimal, like 0.1 points away behind the commanders who were all like itching to have our quarterbacks against every week, allowing the second most passing touchdowns. So, and I think the the 49ers just have a lot to prove in this game. Like, hey, if we had our quarterback last year, we would have beat you. So I think this is going to be a, a really fun game to watch. And Brock Purdy's a fantastic play. The, the only guys I have him behind are Dak Prescott. Nice matchup. CJ Stroud and Jalen Hurts in the same game. Now, Hurts has a way tougher matchup, but it's just hard to rank Hurts any lower than that. I will say I'm finally on board with Trevor Lawrence's singular week. We have one more fun week from him this year, and it's this week against the Bengals. I have him ranked higher than you. I have him at six. You have him at seven. The thing is, the quarter if try to rank the quarterbacks this week, it dies very, very quickly, right? <laughs> like you got yeah. Patrick Mahomes and CJ Stroud to a tug of Ilola after those top three guys I mentioned earlier. And then after that. It's not an exciting slate here. So Trevor Lawrence against the Bengals, who are allowing a ton of yards per reception. Like, it, it's a nice matchup. And you would expect the Jaguars are going to have time of possession, like 40 minutes in this game, because the Jaguars defense is not going to let the Bengals do anything on offense. They're just always going to have the ball. So Trevor Lawrence should have a really nice game. Yeah, I mean, the one thing you did bring up, earlier in the week when you look at Trevor Lawrence being on his heater, it's coming at the expense of Travis Antien. So that's my one concern. Do they get the running game going this week? You can run on the Bengals. Is this going to be competitive at all where Trevor Lawrence has to put up the ball a lot? But 
look, he can get it done, right? He just needs a couple touchdowns. He can get those now. Those are coming, right? It used to be a struggle to get to two touchdowns, but now he's a little bit looser. He's running to get points when you need it. So I think he's in the zone. This could be a total beatdown here on a Monday night. They're at home. They want to show in prime time. They don't get a lot of chances to play in prime time, but they're a legit team. So they'll be motivated for sure, especially at home against the Bengals. So, yeah, I think it's just a good matchup all around, really, for the Jaguars. So get all your Jaguars in there within reason this week. Now, Jared Goff is a polarizing guy for me every week. I feel like I have an internal struggle with him, not just saying that other people say he's good or I say he's bad or it's I don't know if I think he's good or bad from week to week. And I think part of it is that he can make all these dumb mistakes, right? He can dig his team such a big hole. And I think I struggle with that, right? Sometimes in reality, Jared Goff is not good. And then he's so bad in reality that he makes himself relevant in fantasy because they're trailing because he threw thick sticks and interceptions early in the game. So it's very weird. And I'm not sure what to do with him each week. And it's kind of like if the Lions are ahead, their defense is playing well and they're running, that's okay for Jared Goff's value to some degree. But then it really helps him when the Lions are kind of the old Lions, right? And they have to throw a ton. So I don't know. I I think it's the middle of the road. I I think you can play him if you really need him. But I'm fading him hard this week at 19. Yeah, you have him at quarterback 19. I'm all the way at quarterback 8. I think he's a really good play this week. It's in a dome, but that's what you need from Goff. Yeah. And listen, like last week, it seemed like a disaster of a game for Goff. He finishes the quarterback eight, and we're all up here like, oh, Trevor Lawrence did so good last week. He finishes the quarterback seven. He finished one spot behind Trevor Lawrence. Like he, he's going to get it done. And the Saints are allowing the 11th fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. Honestly, that's embarrassing for them that it's only that. Because these are some of the quarterbacks they faced this year. Desmond Ritter, Tyson Badgett, Gardner Minshew, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, and Ryan Tannehill. That's six of their 11 games. They've allowed 23-plus fantasy points to Josh Dobbs, Baker Mayfield, and Jordan Love this year. So, like, those guys could have also been in that list. <laughs> like, they, the list of embarrassing quarterbacks they've played. But they actually did something against them. So, they faced absolutely zero competition this year. Jared Goff will be fine. Like I, I don't expect him to be a quarterback one or anything, but I think quarterback eight to 10 is plenty fair. Yeah. It's it just that he's just a weird guy. I think what he is, is he's a playable Derek Carr because <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get from Derek well, Carr. He's actually in the a good fantasy point. producer, Derek Carr. So yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I think the good sign for Jared Goff, as I said, when Lions defense stinks and he stinks, <laughs> it helps his fantasy value. So I'm a little concerned that the Saints are not going to put up too much of a fight here. They'll just turn to Montgomery and Gibbs because they need to get a get-well game for the defense. But, look, he'll probably finish somewhere in between. Who are we kidding? He'll be somewhere yeah. right there between our two rankings, and uh, we'll be happy either way with Jared Goff. However uh, <laughs> we looked at him this week. Now – Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. These are two more polarizing guys, I think, this week as well. They're polarizing guys in general because sometimes their personalities can rub us the wrong way. But look, Kyler Murray, he still gets a a way to get the job done, right? He's going to run. He's going to scramble a little bit. I don't love the matchup against the Steelers, but again, he's got that running upside. I've dropped him all the way down to 11. You have him at 12. So I think that's about right. I don't think you expect it. 
huge game, but he's proved that he has a pretty decent floor. And then with Russell Wilson, he's just week to week based on the matchup. We both have him pretty high. I have him at eight, and you have him at nine. I think he's going to have to throw quite a bit. Talk about games where going back and forth. I think uh, Russell Wilson against C.J. Stroud, uh, there's, there's going to be some points to be had on both sides. Yeah, I definitely like Russell Wilson a lot more than Kyler Murray this week. Just a way, way nicer matchup. The Steelers are allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. Same exact amount as the Jets defense, who we're like super scared of. Now, Steelers haven't faced great competition either, but it's nice to see that they're actually ranked top five, right? Instead of what I was talking about with the Saints. But Kyler Murray got it done last week only because of that garbage time. And I don't think the Steelers have it in them to force anybody into garbage time. That's the issue. Like they're not going to build up this huge lead where Kyler Murray has to have this like crazy comeback. Uh, so that's my only worry uh, about that. And I am really scared about playing Kyler Murray. Love Russell Wilson this week, but I will say in that same game, we both have Kenny Pickett in our top 14 quarterbacks. And that's saying wow. something because he's normally late twenties, right? Normally not even a question, but quarterbacks are pretty rough this week. I think Kenny Pickett is playable if, let's say, you have Josh Allen or a guy in by that you've been counting on all year and you need someone off waivers. There's no one out there. I think Kenny Pickett can be played this week against the Cardinals. Now, he has not finished as a top 21 or better than a top 21 quarterback in any of the last five weeks. It's been bad. But I do think in this matchup where the Cardinals allowed four touchdowns to Stafford last week, uh, he he could get it done. Yeah, and I could see the same scenario playing out that Matthew Stafford had, right? I mean, Matthew Stafford was just useless in fantasy. Yeah. Even though there were some things that were working, then all of a sudden throws two touchdowns to the tight end, gets the running back involved. And who do they use a lot in Pittsburgh? The tight end. Now that we don't have Matt Canada, they actually use the tight end. They use the backs when they need them. I think you could also see George Pickens reel off a long play. I don't know about Pouty Deontay Johnson. We'll get into that with our wide receiver rankings. Uh, I don't know. Like he's more the whiny wheel versus the squeaky wheel. But I think George Pickens, again, this Cardinals cornerback core really bad, right? You can stretch the field on them with some big plays. And I think that could help as well. Kenny Pickett's value. So I just look around, right? Okay. You have Warren and Harris and Freermuth and all these guys that are available there's a path, right, to two touchdowns, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. If you get two touchdowns at Kenny Pickett, you're rejoicing. I mean, it's like a miraculous uh, once-in-a-lifetime event almost. It has been once-in-a-lifetime. So I think it's going to be like that Raiders game. I think he has a big game. They turn the corner. All the kind of talk shows are going to be like, oh, the Steelers have a quarterback. Watch out for the Steelers. That's what's going to happen this week. So. I will say this. I think Kenny Pickett will outscore Jared Goff this week. So we'll watch this. In I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> I do think Pickett If he is, does, uh, then people are going to get nuts. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. And we will look at uh, how we like his receivers and, and his tight end this week in their matchups. We'll do that with our rankings on tomorrow's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. And every day, we're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in the league. Part of Locked On Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Again, check us out tomorrow for those wide receiver and tight end rankings for Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.